This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I'm the Lord, your God, who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. If only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river, your well-being like the waves of the sea. Your descendants would have been like the sand, your children like its numberless grains. Their name would never be blotted out nor destroyed from before me. And it's also from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 18. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. May God bless today's reading. All right. It's good morning, KUC friends. Yes, my name is Hiroko Hayase. I remember the last year when Pastor Tabuchi preached about the peace at this time of the year. And I didn't know, even know that there is such things as a Sunday of peace in the Christian calendar until I was asked to preach about the peace this time. So I checked why this Sunday is called as a Sunday of peace. In 1962, the United Church of Christ in Japan, UCCJ, decided the first Sunday of August every year was a Sunday of peace. And it was a day to pray for peace. UCCJ reflected that the church had sinned by supporting and endorsing World War II. This day was set aside to remind us of this sin with deep pain and to ask God for the forgiveness for our sins committed to the people in our country. And UCCJ also seeks for God's forgiveness for the sin committed against the Asian and of the churches therein and our brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the world. As you know, the trigger for ending the war started when uranium atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima, August 16, 1945. And three days later of today, August 9th, plutonium atomic bomb was dropped in Nagasaki. Have you ever been to Hiroshima or Nagasaki before? It is one of the those things we don't, we don't want to talk much about it. Before, of the misery and the devastation of the atomic bombs were beyond our imagination. But let me say a few facts about the explosion of the atomic bomb. At the very moment of the explosion, the temperature generated is estimated about 4,000 to 6,000 degree centigrade at the point of the blast. And did you know the, sun of the sun's surface temperature? That is about 6,000 degrees centigrade. 
this is not much different from the atomic explosion temperature. The melting point of the iron is about 1,500. And as you know, our body temperature is about 636. So the people in the vicinity of the bomb blast evaporate instantly. Our body becomes charcoal or caused by the thermal blast wave. Another feature of the explosion is a large amount of radiation produced causes radiation sickness, resulting in the death later on. Um, as I was writing, the total number of atomic bombs related to deaths in Hiroshima Nagasaki is about a half a million, which is nearly as the same as the number of deaths due to COVID-19 world, world, worldwide. So nuclear weapon is the ultimate violence that destroys not only human life, but also human dignity. The, however, about 14,525 nuclear weapons are currently possessed by the nine countries around the world. Have you ever wondered why such a nuclear weapon is considered as a legitimate deterrent power to the world peace? Why? We would like to think about the peace this Sunday and the praying and the seeking for the God's guidance. Peace in the Old Testament. I often hear that the Old Testament is only war, and we don't feel much about the concept of God's love and peace. When you think, about, think of peace, many of you may think of two things. You may think of a state of no war or peace of mind that focuses on the inner serenity. Of course, these are fundamental concept of peace, but the concept of a biblical peace is even more de deeper and broader. Let's see the peace means in the Old Testament. Peace means shalom in Hebrew, which refers to wholeness or well-beings, as Pastor Claudia said last week. Shalom related to relates to the everyday aspect of life. It involves harmony with God himself, harmony with fellow human beings, harmony with our inner selves, and harmony with the earth. Shalom is a wholeness in every sphere of our life. Shalom is not merely wishing for the absence of war, but full of presence the full peace and prosperity, health, and blessing of God. The prophet Isaiah was a prophet who aspires for peace. At the time of Isaiah, the war was a constant occurrence, and he said the peace is fundamental to the right relationship with God. Isaiah 48 verse 18 says, if only you had paid attention to my commands. Your peace would have been like a river, your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Isaiah prophesied the birth of the wonderful counselor, a mighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace. The long-awaited Messiah, which the prophets foretold, was a counselor who had a right relationship with God and achieved shalom peace with fairness and justice. 
To better understand the shalom, let's take a look at the depiction of the shalom in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 11 verses 6 to 9 The wolf will live with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and lion, and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra, and the young child put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Hosea chapter 2 verses 18 to 20 In that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the creatures that move along the ground. Bow and sword and battle I will abolish from the land so that all may lie down in safety. I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you in righteousness and justice, in love and compassion. I will betroth you in faithfulness, and you will acknowledge the Lord. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 2 verse 4 they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Thank you for Shimon, the good reading. Can you believe the wolf will live with the lamb? And this is incredible. And this is a shalom peace. Isaiah believed that if we trusted the holy God from the bottom of our heart, God will truly achieve the shalom peace in this world. And there would be no barrier or hostility in the Old Testament. Shalom is a sacred gift promised by God himself. Then, let's look at the today's verse from New Testament. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 to 15. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier and the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and the regulations. Contrary to the idea of Jewish shalom peace, there seems to have, a be there seems to have been a wall of separation and hostility between the two groups. What on earth do they mean? What does it mean that the Lord Jesus broke down this wall and destroyed the hostility? Before the description of the two groups, if you look at the verse 11, it says that the Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised. So there are two groups of people. Firstly, the chosen one, the Jews, 
And secondly, the Gentiles who were brought into the kingdom of God by the blood of Christ. Both the Jews and the Gentiles are meant to be the two groups. The walls of the separation came from thinking that Jews were different and they were special, while the Gentiles were not, and they were considered as dogs and far from the humans. And this is a prejudice. And the, your mind became clouded. The Gentiles who were called dogs begin to hate Jews. This created a war of separation, and that brings all division and hostility between the Jews and the Gentiles. The prejudice creates negative feelings such as hostility, fear, weariness, anger, hatred, resentment, shame, and even desire for revenge. The basically, shalom, peace, and the commandment in the Old Testament were given as a gift to the Jews. But the Jewish teachers and the Pharisees nullify the word of God for the sake of their traditions. They have neglected more important matters, justice, mercy, and the faithfulness of the law. These very Jewish commandments have created hostility as the law itself made the Jews feel self-righteous and superior. As a result, the law with its commandment and the regulation become a symbol of the dividing wall between the Jews and Gentiles. Jesus destroyed this hostility. How was it destroyed? by abolishing the law that the Pharisees imposed. The law with the commandments and the regulation doesn't secure the God's salvation and grace, and these are obsolete. The message of the gospel is that only believing Christ will be sufficient. As a result, the dividing wall between Jews and the Gentiles was destroyed. With the wall collapsing, the hostility was overcome. Verse 16 says, And in this one body, to reconcile both of them to God through, cross, through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. Here the shalom peace and the gospel were brought together, and therefore, Shalom is a secret gift. Christ himself is our peace, and the prince of peace that Isaiah prophesied was to become true. It is a first step for being in the shalom peace to believe firmly that the dividing wall symbolized by hostility was redeemed by the Lord Jesus. If you cannot be in a shalom state with God, the hostility will continue to exist in your hearts. Various countries are fighting over the various interests. It is obvious that many citizens have been sacrificed by dying for the cause. If their country's self-defenses are not in a shalom relationship with God, it will create hostility towards other countries, and it will be difficult to achieve peace. Today, 
we place the security of our nation on the possession of the nuclear weapons and advanced strategic weapons to ensure our own self-defense. Christians must be aware that this situation is far from God's will and shalom peace. If our hearts are not in line with the shalom relationship with God, the feeling of self-defense and the tension may overtake, and we look at the other party as a hostile. Look around yourself. See how much anger, conflicts, enmity there is in our daily life. There are family quarrels, tension between husband and wife, bullying at schools and neighbors, and the conflicts between boss and the subordinates at work, endless. Let's take a more familiar example of our family issues where we create the dividing wall and the hostility. When the husband and wife are in good terms, love prevails. However, once we start to quarrel or misunderstanding occurs, the relationship becomes rough and sour. Don't you suddenly feel the war is going up? We all experience how fragile shalom is. Even Christians who know shalom have different, the different ideals on how marriage should be. Family relationship can only get worse if we don't manage your emotion and anger well. And you are upset, ignored, or become violent. Thomas Gordon, a psychologist in the United States, says in his parent effectiveness training that it is important to make an effort to find out what the root feelings are that causes you and the other person to show anger. It could be caused by fear, pain, worry, jealousy, loneliness, or burden, or insult. The marital and the family peace do not occur naturally, but they need efforts, lots of effort. God gives us a desire for peace through the Holy Spirit. Shalom peace cannot be achieved without making effort within a family. The important thing is to make a shalom relationship with Christ and to believe that the dividing wall with God is gone and our security and self-defense are in Christ's hands. So, we are so glad to accept the reconciliation with God achieved by the Lord Jesus. I believe our pathway to peace will spread when we put ourselves in Christ, and then our peace will flow like river and our righteousness like the waves of the sea. Finally, Mother Teresa was awarded Nobel Peace Prize. At the award ceremony, newspaper reporters asked, what can we do to promote world peace? Mother Teresa answered, 
please go home and love your family today. This is a term, shalom bite, in English. It is translated as a peace at home. And the realization of a peace on this earth depends on the realization, peace at home, which is the smallest unit in a society. Peace in the house where we live, live is related to the realization of a greater peace achievement. Dear friends, contributing to peace is not something we should do are big things. Going home and keeping home in harmony are for us to love our family. Think about achieving peace with church friends, our social friends, and the colleagues at work, which would then lead to loving others Accumulation of such a small relationship with others will bring about greater peace that the Lord desires. Let us pray. Lord, your peace is so far away from our reality here now. We rely on so much on other things without finding our peace in you, Lord. Here, we acknowledge and confess our deep sins. Lord, help us to keep shalom peace with you so that the war in our hearts will be melted away. Lord, there are many conflicts, hatred, pride, self-righteousness in our surroundings. Lord, make us an instrument of your peace Lord, please help us to take one step in our daily life and strengthen us with the help of the Holy Spirit so that we can come closer to shalom with you. Amen. Amen.